The scripture lesson today comes from Mark's gospel, the first chapter, starting in verse 14. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And as he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called to them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men, and they followed him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for being with us in worship today. Move in our hearts and minds as we hear your word proclaimed that we too will hear you speaking directly to us. These things we pray in Christ's name. Amen. I know some of you have probably traveled to Galilee in, in, in the Holy Land, the Sea of Galilee, and, you, and you've seen the beautiful sea where Jesus called these first fishermen. Peter and Andrew lived in a city called Capernaum, a small town on the northern end of the Sea of Galilee. They lived with Peter's wife and mother-in-law in a, in a small house there. The, the, the remnants are there um, in Capernaum where we think that Peter's house was. So we're not sure exactly where Jesus saw them um, casting their nets in the sea, but one thing that's that, that's probably right is that it was at night because you fished at night with nets like this fish can see the nets so you have to fish at night so they don't they don't see them this is not sports fishing fishing like with a pole and a worm but uh, but it's really gill nets so the fish at night will swim into the net and get get stuck there and every morning the fishermen would take what they what they caught to the market and sell it sell it and and so, so you fish all night, you, you sleep, I guess, during the daytime, and uh, maybe you fish at night too, I don't know. But, but if, if Jesus saw Simon and Andrew casting their nets into the sea, it was probably at night. And so I, I, when I think about that, I think, I wonder if Jesus was just there all night long fishing with them or talking to them while they fished. And uh, you have to be quiet when you fish as well. So I wonder how, how all that went. But so, so they immediately followed Jesus and they, they went on down a little further to a place where they saw John and James, the Zebedee brothers and the father and the hired servants and they were mending, cleaning their nets. We don't know exactly where that was, but we do know that um, just about two miles from, from Capernaum in a, in a place that, that, that's called now Peter's Harbor or Tagbahar, Tagbahar. Tagbagar, um, this little little place. There's seven springs, and these freshwater springs f have a pretty heavy current to go into the Sea of Galilee, and it's shallow in places, and so it's a wonderful place for fishermen to to clean their nets and mend their nets. It's also a, a, a place where fish like to come because of all the fresh water coming into into the Sea of Galilee. So we think that perhaps that's where where they were, James and and John, and the, and the folks mending, cleaning their nets after a night's fishing experience. 
And so it was there that, that uh, Jesus calls James and John to be disciples, and they left their father in the boat and followed Jesus. Jesus must have been a very, um, very, very persuasive person who attracted them to, to follow him and so they could learn from him. This, the, what I've read to you is from Mark's gospel. If you look at Luke's gospel, it, it, the, the story goes a little differently. Jesus gets in the boat with, with Simon, Simon Peter, because he wants to push out from the shore a little bit and teach the people that have gathered. So after he teaches, he tells Simon Peter, he said, go out a little farther to deep water and cast your nets down. And this is very interesting because because you don't cast your nets down in daytime because fish see the nets and they swim away. It scares them. And so Simon argues with Jesus a little bit about, about this. But he does it anyway. He's already cleaned his nets. You know, you clean your nets and you don't want to get them messy and dirty so you have to clean them again. So he casts his nets down. And what happens? So many fish come that he, another boat has to come and help haul the, all the fish in. And it fills two boats, um, so many fish. I think that would be a, quite, quite a thing. And when that happens... It's a miracle, and, and Simon Peter uh, falls down on his knees, and he says, get away from me, Lord, for I am unworthy. And that's the way, in Luke's gospel, Jesus calls Simon to be a disciple. And, and, and Simon expresses his fear and awe of Jesus and says, I'm not worthy. That's the only reluctance that we have. In, in Mark's gospel, there's no reluctance at all for, for James and John and Simon and Andrew to follow and be a disciple. But I think there ought to be in our lives a little awe when it comes to God and following Jesus and a little, little fear. Um, you know, Proverbs says uh, nine ten says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and also in in hebrews ten thirty one says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living god i think in our faithful discipleship we need to have awe we need to have love but also a little little healthy respect a little fear of God because God God has high expectations for us so so there's a, both an attraction to Jesus and a little healthy respect for Jesus a little awe a little fear at the same time so Simon Andrew James and John they all respond to this this call that that Jesus calls them to and I think Jesus calls each of us in our own way. And how do we respond to that call? Do we respond with fear? Do we respond with, uh, with joy? Do we respond with awe? Or are we a little reluctant? You know, when, I, when you think about how Moses was resp responded to the call, Moses said, no way, no way, not me. I, I stutter, I stammer, I don't talk so good. What about my brother Aaron? You know, he didn't want to go and follow and do what God was calling him to do, which was speak truth to power. That doesn't sound like a very fun thing, does it? Going, put yourself and your life in danger, talking to the king, the pharaoh. Jeremiah had the same experience. He, when he was called, he said, no, 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 you got the wrong person. I can't speak. I don't have words. I'm too young. But Jesus God doesn't, doesn't really care about our excuses, and God also has a sense of humor. He says to Jeremiah, he says, oh, you think you're young? 
I knew you before you were even conceived. I, I, I created you. I made you. I knew you even before you were in your mother's womb. And when you were in your mother's womb, I consecrated you as a prophet. So don't say that you can't be a prophet now because even before you were born, you were a prophet. I think that's, a, that's funny. Gee, God has a sense of humor. And uh, I, I appreciate that very much and can laugh. You know, when you hear the reluctance to the call, we can all understand that. Uh, we've all, you know, we may hear God nudging us to go do something, get out of our comfort zone and do something that we're not comfortable doing. And our first response is, so I, I'm not worthy, just like Simon. Um, I, I can't, I, I don't have the skills to do that. I, I don't know that I can do that. And it makes you appreciate the way Samuel and Mary responded to their call. When God called them, they both said, here am I, I'm listening. Send me, use me as you will. They both didn't have the reluctance that, that others have called, others have had. Jonah, you may remember, he didn't want to go to those Ninevites because he didn't like them. Why have God called you to, to go and love somebody you don't like? You know, how are you going to respond? You know how, how Jonah responded. He, he ran off and tried to... To, to escape and you know how that worked out he ended up going to see the Ninevites anyway and 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 they and they responded and then he was mad about it God calls us and we and doesn't like us to say no when God calls us one of the first things that 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 the Simon and and Simon Peter and Andrew have to do when they follow him they had to drop their nets they drop their nets before we can follow God and God's call in our lives, usually there's something we need to drop. We need to drop our nets. I've been uh, trying to follow the call of God for, for years, and every year there's something I need to drop. Sometimes I need to drop my attitude. Sometimes I need to drop my cynicism. Sometimes I need to drop my, my wanting to be right. I'm trying, as I get older, to, to not have to be right anymore, not have to have an opinion about everything, not, not having to, to get my way. There's all kinds of things sometimes we have to drop to, to, to follow God. I had to drop retirement to come and share, share with you this year and come and try to offer you some love this year. There's always something we have to drop. You remember when, when Jesus called Zacchaeus, and what did Zacchaeus have to do? He had to drop his way of doing business. He had been using others in his position for his own personal gain. And Jesus says, no, you can't do that, Zacchaeus. So he had to go and make right. God, when we're following God and God's will, we're not using other people or for our own personal gain. But we're, but we're doing what God calls us to do. There's always something we have to drop. For you to respond to God's call in your life, what, what, is, what are you going to have to let go of? What is God calling you to let go of this morning? God calls ordinary people, like, like all of us, like these fishermen, like a tax collector. Even like, you know, he got, Jesus called ordinary disciples. Matthew was a tax collector. Um, he called Judas, he called, he called the Apostle Paul, who was a tent maker, ordinary people to do extraordinary work to fulfill God's call. Here in this congregation, God has been calling all kinds of people to, to ministry and to do all kinds of different things because everybody here has different gifts. 
I can do things that you can't do and you can do things that I could never do. What is your gift that God's calling you to give this day and this season? There's a person in our church named Katie and God has been working in her life in a powerful way. And I would like to to share with, a, with you an interview that, that Reed did with her this week to talk about her call. Let's watch it. Well, good morning. Uh, we are here with our youth director, Miss Katie Allred, um, and we're just so excited. Uh, Katie, I appreciate you being able to sit down with me and just kind of have a conversation uh, and just being here this morning. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so I really just kind of want to start off by talking about kind of some of your uh, first inklings of how you could serve in some type of role in a church, how you could give back to, uh, to God's church through your gifts and abilities. Yeah, so I um, really started um, being called to serve in the church when um, I lived in Huntsville. And um, we attended Crosswinds United Methodist Church. Um, And we, um, as we started going there, I really felt, you know, compelled to give back to the congregation, um, to the community. And um, one of the ways that I was able to do that was being a Sunday school teacher. Okay. And I taught um, first grade Sunday school there um, for a little while. And um, ended up moving, so having to leave the church um, and not being able to teach anymore. So um, at that particular congregation. But um, then I came here. And we're glad you did. (laughs) And um, so I started attending um, First United Methodist here in Alabaster. And um, having that background in teaching children's Sunday school, I wanted to be able to give back here, and so Liz was uh, the uh, children's director at the time, and so I went to her and asked, you know, if there's an opportunity for me to serve as a Sunday school teacher, um, and she had a spot open for the first and second graders. <laughs> how that happens. Yeah. So. Oh, man. And, and so you came to this church, and you had had this kind of calling, I guess you could say, of, of wanting to serve um, with children and being able to be plugged in there. But um, my understanding is when you got here and you kind of went into that role, it was a little different and didn't feel, it was kind of a little off, right? It was, it was. It felt uh, very off. I did not feel, um, I don't know if the right word is um, satisfied after, um, but I didn't feel like I was giving them what they needed yeah. Um, you know, and I felt um, this little hole of, you know, they're not really getting a lot of the message. Um, you know, yeah, it's hard with seven and eight year olds, especially. Absolutely. Um, but I um, decided that, you know, that was probably not the best way for me to give back. Um, I wasn't doing them a justice if I was going to try to um, share a message with them that they weren't really absorbing. So yeah. um, I did take a step back from being the children's Sunday school teacher there. So in that time of kind of taking a step back, um, someone I think asked you a question that kind of puts you a little outside of your comfort zone and kind of really has uh, changed what you thought your call was into, into the purpose of God's story and God's church. Yeah. 
Um, so Preston Jones, <laughs> um, one of my favorite youth directors, um, came to me one Sunday. Um, Tommy, um, my oldest, had just started um, in youth. I think he was, he was, he had just hit in seventh grade. And so I was getting to know Preston a little bit already. And um, so Preston had come to me one Sunday and said he was looking for a Sunday school teacher for high schoolers. And I, um, in that moment, you know, I knew I wanted to give back and I was still trying to evaluate where that, what that looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, not, you know, wanting to really say no, but also not sure if that was something that I could do. Um, you know, I, I told him, you know, let me think about it, see what, what that looks like. But the very next day I said, yes. <laughs> Hey, so you didn't have to wait for an answer very long. No, he didn't. Um, but I, um, you know, so I, I began teaching um, the high schoolers in Sunday school. So you went from kind of uh, feeling this calling to doing children's uh, Sunday school and then being asked to do youth Sunday school. And that's kind of involved, evolved into something a little bigger, right? Yes. So... Um, it's funny cause I still teach uh, the high schoolers today, but, um, I, um, I found myself, um, not kind of upended when, um, Preston was leaving mm-hmm. and, um, right before this entire little COVID thing hit, you know, I was sitting in interviews, uh, with the youth and, um, potential youth directors for the program and, um, I was I was kind of wrestling at that you know at that moment, um, you know Preston and I had had some you know discussions about him leaving and um, not particularly for me or or this, um, but it it got me to thinking how much um, I really enjoyed working with the high schoolers yeah, and as yeah. I became more and more involved, um, how much I also enjoyed working with the middle schoolers so the, just the entire group. And um, wanting to be able to give back, you know, to them and this ministry and this church, you know, I um, decided that, you know, maybe I wanted to be the youth director that we were looking for. Yeah. Um, And look, here you are today. As you can see, everybody has different gifts. How is God calling you to use your particular gift here in Alabaster and here at the church? Now, when God calls you, you're going to have excuses like Moses and Jeremiah. Jesus doesn't care about our excuses. He really wants us to fulfill the the calling that God has put in our lives. And a question, if God is calling you or you're trying to discern whether God is calling you or not, talk to someone about it. Pray about it. Discern, Discern whether this is... Is this something that God has put on your heart or something for your own ego? Um, I have had several things that I really thought God was calling me to do. But after I checked them out with other people, it it just wasn't to be. I just really knew that I was at a church that that God wanted us to start a bicycle business where where we taught people in poverty how to repair bicycles and once they knew how to work on their bikes they and they came to a class you could give them a bicycle I have a whole manual about how it's done I went to Nashville to see a program where where they were doing bicycles 
And then I, then I ran it by my church leadership, and they said, I don't think so. And then I went to some housing projects where people, you know, would participate, and they said, we don't want a bike. We don't, we don't. So it was a great idea. I thought God was calling us to do it, but, you know, that my, we discerned through that process that this is not the time, this is not the place. Maybe other place, maybe, maybe another place I'll, I'll do that bicycle thing sometime, but not, not yet. Another question to ask is, if I do this, will it bring glory to God and not myself? Because we are, everything that we do, we do for the glory of God. Whatever we do, ask that question, is this going to glorify God or not? What we do needs to be done for the glory of God, and that's really important. Let us pray together. Oh God, speak to us, for we are listening. Reveal to us what we need to drop, what we need to let go of. Challenge us to leave our comfort zone so that we will become more dependent upon you in our great adventure of discipleship. These things we pray in Christ's name. Amen.